Welcome to Afrotexture, a weekly podcast by students at the University of California, Los Angeles, that looks at buildings and cities created throughout Africa and thinks about the past, present, and future of the built environment on the continent. Today's episode looks at Yamasucro Cote d'Ivoire. It was created by Anna Davenport, Calvin, Brittany Legier, and Chris Savadasuk, who will take it from here. In today's exploration of African architecture, we will be taking a trip to the western sub-Saharan country of Cote d'Ivoire, also known as the Ivory Coast to the United States. While best known for being one of the world's largest exporters of cocoa and a prime beach destination, Cote d'Ivoire has a rather complex development over the last three decades. Cote d'Ivoire is no stranger to geographic shifts as the capital of the country has been relocated a total of four times within the last century. In particular, we will be discussing the most recent of these relocations from Abidjan to Yamasokro. We will use this event as well as the more general circumstances of the Ivory Coast to approach the following question. To what extent can the relocation of a country's capital accurately reflect the social, economic, and political conditions of a region? With me today, we have two special guests accompanying us. Both are architectural students at UCLA, Anna Davenport and Kelvin. Thank yeah, you thanks for having, having us. All right, let's get right into it. Before we dive into the relocation of the capital, it will be a little useful for all of us to understand some historical background of the country. Do one of you want to tell us a little bit about Cote d'Ivoire? Yeah, sure. So Cote d'Ivoire is a small West African country situated in between Ghana and Mali. It was relatively isolated until the year 1842, which is when it was first visited by Europeans, and then the French officially declared that area as being under their colonial rule. And surprisingly, the nation only regained its independence from France in 1960, which if you think about it, is not that long ago. Yeah, that's right. And also to give some general facts on the relocation before the capital move in 1983, Abidjan was the nation's capital and center of political and economic power. Though Yamasukuro became the new capital, a lot of people would argue it's incapable of matching the economic standards of Abidjan. So technically, Cote d'Ivoire has two capitals, Abidjan, the economic capital, and Yamasukuro, the administrative capital. Wow, two capitals. Anna, you spoke briefly about the colonialism that took place in Cote d'Ivoire. As we all already know, colonial imperialism was a driving force that shaped relations between nations across the globe and still leaves traces of it behind in those affected nations today. Why do you think France and the United Nations set their sights on Cote d'Ivoire? Right, great question. So, the French were traveling in search of gold, which Cote d'Ivoire is very rich in, and it also has an abundance of other natural resources like cocoa, timber, and of course, as the name suggests, ivory. And so France colonized the country to take advantage of these resources. And to continue off from Anna, due to political shifts in Europe, particularly post-World War sentiments and consequences of the Algerian War, France eventually granted independence to its colonies, including Cote d'Ivoire. France recognized it could not fully assimilate its colonies into French culture and rule. And after many failed attempts to unify the colonies under French governmental powers, such as the revisions made at Brazzaville Conference or the unification as the French Union, France granted independence to its colonies in 1960. In its founding elections, Félix Oueboigny became president of the country. However, the French presence continued to dominate the Ivorian economy and their public services. At the same time, his leadership and ruling style is one that takes into account his knowledge of traditions and the values of his people. Hmm, interesting. Was it because of this independence that encouraged the leader of Cote d'Ivoire to relocate the capital? Were there a lot of factors that went behind the transition? As we move into the how the capital relocation was able to reflect or perhaps not reflect the condition of the country, why was it that the capital was relocated in the first place? 
Firstly, Felix was perceived to be an agent of lasting French colonialism, despite his intention of establishing a functioning independent state. Yes, so the reason for the capital relocation is not actually as complex or involved as it might seem, or as is the case for other capital relocations in Africa. So the reason that the capital was relocated from the metropolitan city of Abidjan to the rural town of Yamasuko was twofold. Firstly, Felix was perceived to be an agent of lasting French colonialism, despite his intention of establishing a functioning independent state. And in response to that criticism, he moved the capital from Abidjan, a port city that was extremely connected to European trade and French colonialism. Secondly, the relocation was due to Felix's personal preferences. So this was the place where Felix was born and grew up, and from his point of view, it makes sense why this would be the location of the new capital because it held personal significance and also fulfilled his desire to secure a place of leadership for himself and his country. This village was basically Felix's attempt to build a city worthy of a modern country. Also to add on, his aspirations for grandeur prompted Felix to initiate the construction of two immense architecture projects. The first was was to date the largest church in Africa, the Basilica of Our Lady of Peace, and the second was the residence presidential or the president's palace. And these massive structures stuck out from the rural landscape with a richness that did not match their environment. Yeah, actually, Jean-Louis Permet, a geographer and professor from the University of Strasbourg, which is in France, he described Yamasukura as floating in clothes that are too big for it. And I think he was trying to get at the idea that because Yamasukura lacked the economic bustle and metropolitan feel that Abidjan was known for, it had really big shoes to fill, which Felix tried to do through architecture. Exactly. So in other words, Felix was strategically using over-the-top architecture to impress his French trading partners and create an image of being just as wealthy, powerful, and competent as them. The relocation of the capital contributed to the creation of a facade to project the city with greatness and success. That was not true of the entire country. Hmm. It seems this leader wanted to maintain established power through the construction of a new capital city. Well, would you say this relocation has an impact on the previous capital of Cote d'Ivoire in Abidjan? For an entire nation, image holds significant power, especially in relation to global forces. It defines how a civilization dictates its entire infrastructure, and it influences the relationship between leaders and followers. Do you believe this decision weakened or strengthened their identity through the context of their economy? Economically, I'd say Yamasuka was incapable of hosting the existing commercial activities of Abidjan. If we look at its geography, Yamasuko is located towards the center of Cote d'Ivoire, where there's no access to the sea for trading, whereas Abidjan holds very well-established resources and ports for international trading, and that provided a lot of job opportunities. Right, and despite the shift in the capital's location, economic activity persisted in Abidjan. This relocation did not really have much significant impact on Abidjan. Instead, the relocation creates a misconception of central power concentrated in the capital city because Abidjan still retains its place as Cote d'Ivoire's economic state. So, with all those points in mind, in what position do each of you take? My final question to my guests and the audience is do you think the relocation of the capital was an accurate reflection of the current internal situation of the country or not? Well, though economic activity was still active in Abidjan, the international presence demonstrated parallelism when the capital relocated to Yamasukro. The architecture monuments were constructed to be icons that represent Cote d'Ivoire on an international platform. This helped further extend Cote d'Ivoire's international presence from exporting and importing internationally to constructing architecture monuments that became representative of the nation. So to some degree, I think the relocation of the capital is accurate and that it attempts to continue to preserve and further establish the nation's presence on the international level. 
Right. Okay. I definitely see your point, but I also think that the best way to gauge the significance of the capital's relocation would be by looking at the reactions of actual citizens. So I know following the relocation of the capital, there was a high influx of immigrants from neighboring countries, including Burkina Faso, Mali, and Guinea. And they wanted to get in on the cocoa and coffee export businesses. And this means that native inhabitants had fewer employment opportunities and they became more financially unstable. I agree. So always going back to listen to the people first. And so going back to Felix's infrastructure projects, like his personal palace and the basilica, I'm sure the people were very upset when he used the country's resources to focus on image-based developments. Exactly. In fact, after the basilica was built, many citizens took to the streets and demanded that Felix resign because it was such a clear example of failed leadership as he was expending resources that could have been allocated to the people. I would say that by relocating the capital, there was a shift in the image of power from a city where there was a lot of economic enterprise to a place where that sense of liveliness had to be reconstructed and almost faked in a sense. Great conclusion. Well, I think you've both brought up a lot of interesting points. I definitely think looking at the specific relocation of the capital in Cote d'Ivoire gives us all a good insight into the question of how geographic relocations of power, in general, can either reflect or shroud the conditions in a given country. Today's episode was created in fall of 2019 by Anna Davenport, Kelvin, Chris Savadasuk, and Brittany Legere. Our theme song is by Rebecca Taylor, Special thanks to Tom Garbalotti and Andrew Jessup at UCLA Humanities Technology, or HumTech. If you'd like to let us know your thoughts, you can find us on Instagram or Twitter at AfriTexturePod. That's A-F-R-I-T-E-C-H-T-U-R-E-P-O-D with no spaces. I'm Lauren Taylor. We'll see you next week.